0: Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Sunday, April 2nd. We are less than a month until the 2023 NFL Draft kicks off. Your Jacksonville Jaguars, while they're a team on the rise, they're a team going into year two with Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, A, a, a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the ball when you talk about Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. I mean, they are loaded on the offensive side of the ball from a quarterback and skill position standpoint. they have got a pretty decent offensive line up front that they might continue to improve. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but on the defensive side of the ball is where you see, you saw the Jaguars uh, have more struggles in 2022. You've also seen some attrition. When you talk about Arden key heading to Tennessee, you talk about um, Dewan Smoot, potentially he's up in the air right now, right? Does he come back to Jacksonville? When is he healthy following that Achilles injury in late December, -December? mid-December? So there's a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the ball up front when you talk about the pass rush depth. Uh, There's also question marks on the back end when you talk about nickel. Right now, Trey Herndon is there. He would be your starting nickel right now probably. You've got Chris Claybrooks. You've got Gregory Jr. as candidates there too. I mean, maybe Tavon Campbell or Buster Brown. I don't really see that skill set with them personally, but those are cornerbacks in the back end of the roster as well. For me, you just want to feel better about this spot. Entering a season in which you're trying to repeat as division champs. You're trying to get further in the playoffs. The target will be on your back. You're going to be facing a number one uh, team uh, schedule, right? Division champion schedule. It's going to be more difficult road for the Jaguars in 2023 just based on their their opponents that they're going to have to face off against in the regular season. And in, in the con or in the division, they're going to have the target on their back. They're division champs. So you're going to have the Texans, the Colts, the Titans, uh, all of which are, are teams that have question marks around them, but all of them also have, Some positives, right? Like Mike Vrabel has put together a really good program in Tennessee. They took the Jaguars to the brink last year. The Colts, they have a lot of draft capital and new regime coming in. Same thing with the Houston Texans. Both of those teams are going to have an opportunity to potentially land franchise quarterbacks this year. So um, I think it's an interesting division. But it is a division that the Jaguars will be the favorite to win in 2023. Um, and so when you look at the back end, I think you just really want to feel better about your nickel corner. And now the, the one good thing that you have here is Darius Williams can play the nickel spot effectively. I think he's a better outside corner. But if you're for some reason not able to land a nickel that you like or a couple guys that can come in and compete for that spot in the draft or, or continue to look via free agency, Darius Williams can do that for you, but then that means you need more help outside opposite Tyson Campbell. So the bottom line is the Jaguars need a third corner, uh, but for this video, for this show here, we're going to focus more on guys that could come in and lock down the slot because again, I think Darius Williams earned the right to play outside in 2022 with his play and frankly going back to his days in, in Los Angeles. He's an outside corner. He's a really good quality outside starting corner. You have him paired up with Tyson Campbell on the outside. I don't think you need to throw a wrench into that. It was working very well down the stretch. I think you just want to get a little bit better play over the middle when you talk about coverage. And so that leads us to to some of these nickel players that the Jaguars will have an option to potentially pursue in the draft. And, and we're going to go through my top five um, prospects that I think would potentially be able to come in year one and really provide a spark for the Jaguars in that nickel spot. And we'll talk about some other players as well, some bonus prospects that, that I think could potentially do some of that as well. But I want to go through my top five. We'll have honorable mention, and we'll talk about a couple other guys that maybe could could fit into that role, even though they've played a lot more on the outside at the college level. Um, And, and on your money down, right? Third down, third and medium, third and long. I think what the Jaguars want to do in 2023 is going to kind of dictate where they might go in the draft with some of these prospects with with trying to lock down that nickel spot. Um, At times in 2022, especially early on, they wanted to run a lot of man blitzes on third down, get after you and just run man coverage. They kind of shifted to more fire zone blitzes. So what do they want to do? Um, If they want to continue to be multiple, I think a lot of these guys are going to be able to be able to be successful in zone coverages or man coverages. Certainly the top 5 prospects we're going to talk about at Nickel, I think can can be versatile pieces that can bo- they can play both man and zone for you. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I think personally with their current group, zone makes more sense. I think Tyson Campbell is more comfortable with his eyes on the quarterback. I think same thing with Darius Williams. But again, these top five prospects we're going to look at here at nickel, I think, would be able to come in and be versatile for you. Whether you want to run man or zone on those big money downs, I think these guys will get the job done for you in most situations. Um, and we'll kick it off with number one, Brian Branch. He's a first round prospect. He's top 10 for me overall in this class. We've already talked about him a lot because the Jaguars have shown some interest in him, uh, but he has instincts and intelligence that just pop off the f- the, the tape. Uh, physicality is pretty much unmatched at the nickel spot. He's really kind of a hybrid nickel slash safety, but uh, a guy that might be the best tackler In this class, when it comes to the physical aspects of playing the nickel position, Brian branch is going to do everything you want. And more, he is an elite tackler, not just at nickel, regardless of position on the defensive side of the ball, Brian branch might be the very best tackler in this class. And he showed really good explosiveness on, on tape and in his testing had a really good broad jump was able to improve his, his vertical jump at his pro day. I think got to 37 and a half inches, which is very impressive. Uh, but, from a run defense, a pursuit perspective, whether you're playing man or zone coverage, the instincts, the intelligence, the explosiveness, it's all there for Brian Branch. No, he does not have an elite 40 time, but when you look at his 10 yard split, you see a lot more of that explosiveness again. Um, he has a good 10 split, pretty average 40 time at 4.5.8. But. Uh, I wouldn't too, I wouldn't worry too much about that 40 when you're talking about Brian Branch. This is a guy that should go, in my opinion, in the top half of the first round. If he's able to fall to 24, maybe the Jaguars get a little antsy and move up to get to secure Brian Branch, who, again, they did show a ton of interest in. Um, they were working with him. Deshawn Townsend was after his pro day. Uh, individually, they were working with him, working him out, and, and seeing what he can do for them. So I think Brian Branch, If the Jaguars are able to – To land him, that's one of the home run picks of the first round for the Jaguars that they could make. Really interesting, though. I think as great as Brian Branch would be at 24, the next prospect we're going to talk about, if you landed him in the second or maybe even third round, I doubt it. But for because for me, he's a borderline first to second round prospect here that we're going to talk about. But I think if you were able to land him in the second round, he might present even more value than Brian Branch. And that's Jartavius Quan Martin out of Illinois, a really, really good athlete at the position. His 10 split is elite, 96th percentile, vertical jump, 98th percentile, broad jump, 95th percentile. Uh, He's 5'11", 194. He has longer arms than Brian Branch. He has more explosiveness, more athleticism than Brian Branch. A 44-inch vert, a 4'4", 6'40". Really, really impressive prospect. And I expected him to test well. I'll be honest. I did not expect him to test that well. But when you look at um, Jartavius Martin out of Illinois on tape, a really good athlete, uh, but what popped to me more than his athleticism was his intelligence, always in the right place at the right time, always able to recover. And that kind of does lend to his athleticism, but uh, a really, really strong tackler, similar to Brian branch, not as elite as Brian branch in the tackling department and pursuit department, but really damn good in his own right. Strong skills at the catch point to, to break passes up. Um, he's also got free safety experience and nickel experience. So, a guy that can do a lot for you on the back end, similar to Brian Branch. It's not just nickel that he can play for you. You can move him around and do some different things, and he's going to be quality coverage player. He's going to be quality in pursuit and against the run, and he's going to really raise the level of athleticism of the Jaguars' defense uh, if the Jaguars were able to land him in the second round. I love Jartavius Quan Martin, one of my guys in this draft class, no doubt about it. Next up, though, we've got um, Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina, who throughout his career played pretty much exclusively on the outside until 2022 when he still played mostly on the outside in 2022. But um, he actually had three games, three out of their 12 games, whatever they played at South Carolina and 13 games. He played exclusively in the slot. And that was against Georgia State, Tennessee, and Clemson, uh, Tennessee and Clemson to end his college career. So he was going up against, you know, Jalen Hyatt's of the world and and the talented guys that Clemson has as well. I thought he performed really well in in his exposures at nickel and he's, he can play outside or inside for sure. Right. When you talk about Quan Martin, Brian Branch, you're talking about more safety slash nickel players. When you talk about Cam Smith, he could play outside for you or he could play inside. He's a very good athlete. He's got good size, six foot three and a quarter, um, excuse me, six foot and three quarters inches, not six foot three and a quarter. Uh, so just over six feet, almost six foot one, 180 pounds. That is light, but the way the NFL game is, is, is moving towards more of these lighter players. It's not a concern for me at all. um, Pretty good wingspan for his size. Pretty good proportional arm length for his size. Hand size is fine. Um, 10-yard split, 89th percentile at 1.49. And again, the 10-yard split is the first 10 yards of the 40-yard dash. 443 40-yard dash, very good. 38-inch vertical leap, very good. 134-inch broad jump, elite, 96th percentile. And when you pop on the tape with Cam Smith, he's physical. He's aggressive. He has the, the, the feet. And the hip fluidity to keep up with pretty much anyone. I think you saw that pretty consistently from him throughout his years in South Carolina. And then you also see a guy that has really, really good ball skills. When when teams test him often, he will make them pay. Um, can make some some catches some plays on the ball that really look like he's more of a receiver than a DB. So that's impressive for him for sure. Um, And again, three games where he played exclusively at the nickel looked really good doing it. So whether you want to play him outside or inside, I think you have the versatility to figure out with him, between him and Darius Williams, who's going to be playing nickel, who's going to be playing outside and feel damn good about your projection going into 2023 there. Um, the next guy up for me is going to be Clark Phillips out of Utah, Devin Lloyd's former teammate. We've talked about him a little bit on the channel. This is the, if he was two inches taller, he would be a lock first rounder in this class type of guy. He is an absolute dog on the football field. You do not want to throw the ball his way, his technique and aggressiveness, um, pretty much second to none in this class, but he's five foot nine. Um, 184 pounds at five foot nine, you feel good about it. Like he's got some mass, some density on him, but the arm length under 30 inches, that pretty much for a lot of teams, when you look at the thresholds for arm length, they want you to have 30 inch plus arms. If you're going to be able to play outside, do I think he can play outside? Absolutely. I mean, Darius Williams plays outside. I think Clark Phillips can play outside as well. But he does have some experience playing slot. I think he could come in and be a really, really strong slot option for you. And his 10-yard split, um, really impressive at 1.51 seconds. That's 74th percentile. The 40-yard dash, not as great at 4.51. The vertical, not impressive. 20-yard shuttle, not impressive. But he does have strength. He plays with physicality. Um, He plays with really good sound technique. And he just seems to know how how offenses, how receivers and quarterbacks are trying to attack him before they do it. And it, it allows him to make a ton of plays on the football. I think he had six interceptions this past season. He's just not a guy you want to test. And you you throw him in the, in the nickel, make him your third corner, I think you're going to love the results you get. And I think that's another, another second-round prospect. When you talk about uh, Brian Branch, you're going to have to land him in the first round probably. Now, you have seen some mocks lately where he's falling into the second round. So maybe if he fell to the second round, Jaguars trade back. That could happen. They could also trade up to pursue his services. Um, Cam Smith, I think, is going to be similar range to Brian Branch. Probably I have him as a first-round prospect, but there's a chance maybe he falls to the early second round. Um, We talk about Quan Martin. I think he will be a second-rounder. Clark Phillips, I think absolutely should be a second rounder. Maybe we'll fall to the third because he's not an elite athlete and he doesn't have the size and length you're looking for. But uh, again, if he was a couple inches taller, you're talking about a lock first rounder in my opinion with the way he plays the game. And our fifth guy here that I think would just be an awesome target for the Jaguars at nickel, DJ Turner. He has not played a ton of nickel but when you look at his size profile and his his aggressive play, his quickness and hip fluidity, I think he could play outside, I think he could play inside for you too. But some teams I think are going to look at him and want to play him exclusively at nickel due to being 5'11 178. Um I don't I don't view it that way and he does have 30 and three quarter inch arms. So that passes thresholds for a lot of teams. When you talk about the arm length, I think he'll be able to play inside or outside. And uh, he's, he's just super fun, super aggressive plays bigger than he is in a lot of ways. But the best thing about this kid, and there's a lot of great things about his, his prospect profile but that 42640, he has makeup speed for days and he knows he has it, which allows him to play the game more aggressively. I think you see that a lot from Tyson Campbell as well. He knows he has makeup speed. Um, Tyson Campbell doesn't even have this type of speed. DJ Turner can absolutely fly. He's also got great explosiveness. You look at his vertical 38 and a half inches, broad jump 131. Both of those are really impressive. 1.47 10 yard split 96 percentile the the 42640 is obviously 99th percentile DJ Turner I know he doesn't have a ton of experience inside but the way he plays the game the intelligence that he has on the football field and aggressiveness he has on the football field combined with the explosiveness and speed I think he would absolutely be able to come in and play nickel for you and and kind of like Cam Smith he could also be a guy that you potentially just say We're going to figure it out with him and Darius Williams. Maybe Darius plays inside. Maybe maybe DJ Turner plays outside. Either way, we'll figure it out. We'll be fine with this top three corner group that we have when you talk about adding a DJ Turner or Clark Phillips or Cam Smith, Brian Branch, Quan Martin. I would love any of these five prospects for the Jaguars to target and the draft to come in and really improve their secondary. Raise the floor and the ceiling of that group. Now, we've got a couple bonus players I just wanted to mention. Um, Sidney Brown, I think, is really more of a safety than a true nickel. I don't think he can do a lot of the stuff from a speed standpoint that he's going to be able to need to do. He's also just, uh, there's a lot of variance in his game out of Illinois. I love love him, but there is high variance in his game, right? Misses a lot of tackles, will take some bad angles. There's going to be times where he just can't match up from a um, speed standpoint with some of the guys he's going to be tasked with, with matching up with if you line him up exclusively at nickel. If you bring him in to be a safety and big nickel, I think that can definitely work. He can definitely man up on tight ends and bigger slot receivers, uh, but uh, not quite as exciting of a profile um, when you talk about Sidney Brown compared to those five other guys we talked about, Cameron Mitchell, a little undersized, a guy out of Northwestern who I think has played primarily outside, but if the Jags wanted to bring him in and have him uh, compete to be, you know, a top three corner, whether that's playing outside or playing inside, he would definitely help the Jags out. And then the next two guys kind of your mighty mouse guys this year. in in, in this cornerback class, Travius Hodges, Tomlinson, He's an awesome, awesome prospect. He's just like five foot eight. He's really small, but he's LaDanian Tomlinson's um, cousin, I believe. And he's a guy that, despite his size, he is an unbelievable athlete. He is an absolute dog out on the football field. Whoever drafts him, they're they're gonna be really happy that they did. And uh, like I mentioned, the athleticism it jumps off the tape. Ninety um, third percentile broad jump, eighty third percentile uh, vertical jump, eighty second percentile ten yard split. Like this is a really good athlete. He's just undersized, five foot eight, one hundred seventy eight pounds. Right. Um, not going to have the length a lot of teams are looking for. Not going to have the size a lot of teams are looking for. And then Keytrail Clark, this guy just plays the game like more aggressively than pretty much anyone I've watched play, especially his size. He just does not care. He's five 5'10", 181 pounds. So not as short as Travius Hodges Tomlinson, but the arm length, again, is going to be under what you're looking for for a lot of guys. Um, 89th percentile 10-yard split, 78th percentile vert. Um, not a great athlete when it comes to explosiveness, but an absolute alpha out there on the field. If you get him to come in and play, play nickel for you, I think you're going to be excited about the results you get from him. Um, and when you talk about Keytrail Clark, you talk about Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, these guys, because of their size deficiencies are going to be available later on than some of the other prospects we've talked about. um, and there's other guys that, that are out there that haven't really played a lot of nickel, and they kind of look more like outside corners with their size profiles, but I think they have the skill set to be able to play inside or outside. Uh, one of those guys is Terrell Smith out of Minnesota who has um, met with the Jaguars formally. You've also got Deontay Banks who the Jaguars could target in the first round. Tyreek Stevenson who the Jaguars could probably target in the second round. I think all of these guys with their their and their hip fluidity could potentially play nickel for you, even though they kind of profile more as outside corners. So ton of options for the Jaguars to improve their nickel spot, to improve their, cornerback room as a whole Um, I'm really excited about the potential that some of these prospects have can't wait to see what direction the Jaguars do go when it comes to improving their nickel they could also potentially bring in a free agent to try to help man that spot as well maybe compete with one of their rookies that they bring in we'll see how it all plays out but the Jags have plenty of options when it comes to improving the back end of that defense being able to get off the field on third down a little bit better thank you so much for tuning in here Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Drop a comment in the comment section below. If you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, you can go ahead and subscribe and review if you enjoy the content. Really appreciate y'all, Duval. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.